back, everyone. It's episode 108 of Murphy's Law. It's Charles Murphy hanging out with Charles Villanueva. It has been months since we got together to do an actual podcast. <laughs> we are going to mix this podcast in with a Q&A from our Patreon, so you guys get a little glimpse of what goes on there, although this week is truly a light week in terms of how many questions we have. Um, but let's check in with Charles. Like I said, it's been months uh, and get an update for what's been going on in his life. Yeah, dude. Our, our last, I'm looking at our, like the Spotify catalog thing. It's like our last episode was February 15th for the Super Bowl. Like, I don't even remember what came out in that Super Bowl. Was it like Strange Stuff and Moon Knight? I can't remember. I think, I think maybe there was something Moon Knight. Maybe that's, I, I mean, I really don't remember at all. Yeah, we've probably seen everything that came out there like moon knight and doctor strange so yeah it goes to show how far we haven't done one of these but we're good i mean we always we always talk like every every day so we're, we always you know we always uh keep in touch every hour every time we wake up there's some message you'd send me like oh my god what a dumb fucking thing and it's, it's the same like when you wake when you when you wake up i'd send like five links to like t- tweets and whatnot yeah we're <laughs> we're 12 like 12 hours apart right so yeah i'm i'm usually I'm I'm waking up for work when it's your afternoon and you're going to bed pretty much right after I get out of work. So right. yeah, it's it's uh it's a fun it's funny because you find a lot of shit while I'm sleeping and vice versa. Yeah, so. yeah I, I mean I'm I'm good. It's like you know hanging on, doing whatever to to find joy in like all the shit that's happening going on over there, like the stuff you read, the stuff I read here. It's like it's just crazy and just like hanging on and like you know. Trying to enjoy the stuff that you get to do. Like, I know Hunter's, Hunter's off doing, like, having the, the time of his life in, in celebration. Yeah. Um, and we have, like, screeners and whatnot. Uh, we have interviews lined up. So, you know, business as usual. Reading some comics. I've read the fucking... I think I I, I, I was, like, sort of updating you as I've been reading it. But the Chip Stars Kiran, I finally read yeah. it. We've been talking about that for, like, months. How I haven't read it and how I've been gearing up to read it. I, I, I've read it and I hate it. <laughs> I, I think it's like the it's super controversial to say that I think it's like the least I think it's it's lower like if I had to rank some of the Daredevil stuff for within the past twenty years, I think it's like next to Shadowland. Yeah, which is which terrible. Is, which is like not I mean, a bad Daredevil is still pretty good Marvel. That's the thing about Daredevil. Like bad Daredevil is still like it's still like upper to mid tier Marvel, so yeah. even bad Daredevil's better than like bad X Men. Like when you when you say bad X Men, it's like garbage Marvel. That's the crazy thing about Daredevil. That's happening now. Like oh, I, I find myself, I find myself now that Hickman's left. Um, I'm reading, and Al Ewing's writing. Uh, he's writing some. Benjamin Percy, who was a one of my new favorite guys, is, is still writing some, and Kieran Gillen's writing some, but some of the other books I'm really struggling, struggling to get through and to read. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I was, I was so like, so into the X-Men stuff and, and through like X of swords, I was like, man, this is, it was for sure the best X-Men stuff in, in 20 years. Um, and I was like, man, maybe this is right up there with some of my favorite stuff ever. And it's that, that part still is, but my, my interest has really waned. And I was mm-hmm. actually talking to, uh, let's see, how do I put this? Yesterday I was talking to, uh, a, a professional TV and movie writer um, about X-Men stuff and, mm-hmm. and comics. And I suggested that because he had not read all of them yet. And I suggested that 
uh, he stopped, just stop at X of swords. Um, and that would be enough for him. <laughs> not, not a good endorsement. Not a no. good, not a good, not a good, but yeah. So, um, we haven't caught up with the news, at least as far as you and I talking about it for the past, I don't know, fucking four months, three months. I don't want to recap the past three months. So no, that'd be a lot. <laughs> let's just talk about this past week. It's Star Wars celebration. I guess we could talk about Obi-Wan, but some of the cool stuff that came out of the cel- of celebration is um I saw the I saw the a leak trailer of the was it Tales of the Jedi. I didn't end up seeing that one. You haven't seen it? Though. It looks it looks so it's like Clone Wars. I mean obviously it's gonna look like Clone Wars, but mm-hmm. it's like Clone Wars but about Count Dooku. It, 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 I, so it, I I know the I know the idea behind it, but I hadn't seen the trailer. Though I, I I was shocked. I was talking to a, another reporter who once upon a time had like a big footprint in pop culture, and he's kind of since left it. And we, we were talking about the, how strange it is that that's like of all the things that they announced has like the greatest impact on the canon of the of of Star yeah. Wars, right? Like you've got Count, yeah. young Count Dooku, young Yoda, young Qui Gon. And they just like tuck it into a thing that's a, its own. It was its own uh, panel, but it wasn't like really highlighted in any of the stuff that Hunter got for his itinerary. And he just kind of uh-huh. went just in case and end up being like the most important thing that they announced there. I mean, between like what, like uh, Ahsoka and uh, Mando 3 and 4, they announced like 4, I guess, like like a very, very low key. I think this yeah, one not is in the panel. Yeah, this one's some kind of like when I saw the trail, I was like, "Holy fucking shit, it looks great!" Like you said, it, it's 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 gonna fill in a lot of blanks here. Like I think it's six episodes, but uh, each each of the three episodes is about um one is Ahsoka and one is like I think Count Dooku. Yeah. And like in Count Dooku, you're gonna get young Qui Gon, and you're gonna get also old Qui Gon. I think that's also gonna be voiced by Liam Neeson, mm-hmm. which sounds super fucking cool. But then, if if you look at like some of the if you look at the trailer, you'll see um now that we're getting inquisitors more more and more inquisitors, there's yep. a shot of an inquisitor there that looks like probably the best bad guy design since Darth Maul. I think it's like I, the the sixth brother. It looks absolutely like super fucking cool. I see. I don't even. I remember seeing a screenshot because Hunter was sending us pictures of it. But now I'm I'm not sure in my head. Um, if I can, I'm gonna look at those really quick and see if I can it, figure out which one it was. It looks great. I mean, the show looks. I mean, with every Star Wars animated show, you're like even the bad, you know, the the bad um, animated Star Wars shows. They're always like top tier. They're better than any of the the Marvel animated shows. They're better than what I've been watching Rebels uh, a lot lately because every every morning when I wake up to feed the baby, I throw on an episode of of Rebels and watch it. And just I, like in the I've background. Not... What? Just playing in the background. Yeah, it's just on. Like I've been trying oh. to pay attention to it a little bit here and there, but I've been really struck. And and I've only before now I only watch like maybe the first three episodes of it. Um, but I've been really struck at how great the animation is in that show and how much detail and care there is. Like even even I would say more so than Clone Wars, that show looks amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think this clearly is. I mean, I'm excited for Mando 3, obviously. I'm excited for Ahsoka. Um, I like the teaser we got. I saw the leaked teaser for 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 Ahsoka. Lots of cool characters. It is pretty surreal that the live action... We're getting live action Rebels characters. Um, Sabine's there. Ezra's there. Um, who's the green alien lady? Hera. Hera? Hera's there, yeah. So and They brought so Chopper. Crazy. They rolled Chopper out on stage. 
So I'm guessing, like, I mean, wasn't Chopper in like Rogue One? Like, uh, like in the the, the, the sort of Yavin Four base that they have there. That's not Yavin. I think. Oh, maybe I didn't even know that. Yeah, Chopper's. Like, yeah, but it's like a background sort of a uh, Easter egg thing. Okay. But yeah, I'm excited to see Sabine Sabine Ren in live action because the girl the girl playing um her looks absolutely stunning. So I can't wait to see her. And then uh, in attempting to actually find out who was playing Hera yesterday, I think I stumbled across an actress in Ironheart. Oh, yeah, because we, we did we did talk about in the chat who is playing her or who might be playing her. Are we sure that that, that actress is playing Hera or might? No, that was there was like two names given to me for someone who might be playing Hera. And I was like, oh, I'll just look around online and see if I can, you know, figure this out. And as I checked out the first name, um, I didn't find any connections to Star Wars stuff, but I did find three connections to Ironheart. And then I watched an Instagram story where the actress said that she was working with a personal trainer for a big role coming up this summer. Mm, okay, so we know who the actress is, which I don't think we can say. Probably going to be out soon anyway. Like, Right. She's probably going to break that. But do you have an inkling on what that role would be? No. So that's the funny thing is I went back and looked through the, the character casting grids for Ironheart, mm. and I didn't see anything that fit her her age um and and like what they were describing characters as there there was nothing that no. fit her at all yeah but yeah i mean going back to to star wars i mean what do you think about the 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 ahsoka trailer you think you saw the ahsoka trailer i did see the little bit of the ahsoka stuff i mean it was it's definitely like just enough for people to get really excited if they're big fans of rebels, right? Like you, yeah. you get to see Hera, you get to see Ahsoka, who I think looked, looked different, even in the low quality thing. And I saw some pictures from the, I guess the Friday panel was Friday. The first, the first panel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, or maybe it was Thursday was the first panel where they showed um, how she, how they had kind of updated her look and looked a little bit better. And I think it's that, that closing shot, which got cut out of some of the trailers, of Ezra walking in front of a mural of the rebels is really cool because it it certainly shows their the rebels legacy across all of Star Wars right like it, it says like hey like I think that that mural is in the somewhere in universe right like it's a it's a mural yeah. depicting the the heroes of those of of the show of rebels right so those first that first crew so I thought that was pretty cool um it's just we just don't know I, I think it's nuts that they don't announce the cast for this shit like casting yeah. is not casting is should not be secret. It's not spoilers. Like clearly everybody's going to know who these, who's playing these characters before. Especially when you're showing like the back of their heads and you're in a star Wars celebration. Like you, it's like the, 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 the lady playing Sabine is there. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't see how, how showing, uh, how revealing Ezra Bridger is a step for, too far. Like, Oh, maybe we can't, we can't, we can't reveal who Hera is and then who Ezra is. It's so bad. It's it's like the stupid fucking trailer for The Flash where they everybody knows Michael Keaton's in it. Everybody knows that he's in the Batsuit and they show that they show. They, I don't even remember. They showed a shadow of the Batsuit or they or whatever. Like it was so stupid. Like everybody knows what's going on. This idea that like they need to be top secret with trailers anymore. And, and Star Wars and Marvel are much, much worse than anybody else is ridiculous. Like. Even Kevin Feige came across and said this recently, like they learned that they can survive 
the leaks and the spoilers with No Way Home. And so I, I don't I understand that there's some stuff that they want to keep secret. But when it's not a secret, like, you know, Ezra's in the fucking show. Why is who is playing him a secret? And then, like you said, you go and show the back of his head. Then why aren't you just announcing the cast? What the fuck else is Star Wars Celebration for? Or like uh, when they're talking Mando season three and they bring two people out onto the stage only for them to say, we can't say anything about Mando season three. Then what the fuck are they doing there? Right. Like, why did you bring these people here and and then have nothing to say? And they showed like a really cool trailer um, that, you know, they're not going to release to the public, even though they went through the trouble of making it like a full legit trailer. So it's very I understand they want to give people at celebration something um, that that only they see that exclusivity. That's fine as far as the trailer goes. But like, yeah, I mean, get people hyped up about the fucking show. Give them something. You know what's interesting about Lucasfilm in general? We have screeners for everything. Lucasfilm might be the only, like, I guess, production company like that doesn't put out screeners anymore. Yeah, for live action and, stuff, like we'll get we'll get Bad Batch screeners or Vision screeners or stuff like that. But yeah, not yeah, sure. like I yeah, you got, we, I just gotta say that's like for live action. But it's interesting. Like, remember when we heard that? Oh, they're not giving us Boba screen, Boba Fett screeners because the reveal is like, too fucking crazy. It's gonna yeah, leak. Robert Rodriguez said that. And then when you watch the first like two episodes, it's kind of like well, there's nothing here, dude. There's like literally nothing here. Like this the hot. first four episodes of Boba Fett, absolutely nothing happens. And Robert Rodriguez is like, we can't give out screeners because every twist and turn is a huge spoiler. There's literally not a single fucking spoiler in the first four episodes. Like I guess, I guess it's a big deal. Like two of the huts show up, and there's like a black, um, black Kersantan. Like, I, if that's what they think was a huge spoiler. Then they should have checked the internet before because like ninety five percent of fans yeah. knew that he was going to be in it, even though they didn't have like leaks or anything. It was just it just makes sense within that time period. I mean, dude, I didn't, I didn't even know who the character was. I'm kind of like, oh, cool, a black Wookie. That's dope. It's not like, oh my god, someone needs to know about this. It's not yeah. like remember when we when when we we heard the info for or rather, I think when when we dropped um, Evan Peters in WandaVision, like someone told yeah. us. Dude, you just spoiled the Baby Yoda reveal. Yep. And, and the Baby Yoda reveal. Now, that's something... You can't put that in a screener. Yeah. The Baby Yoda thing, you cannot put that in a screener because that changes everything. But, like... like the, Whoever that hut is in, 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 in Boba Fett, that's not Baby Yoda. That's like a fat Baby Yoda. But it's not Baby Yoda. And it's just interesting how... um, uh, Like, I don't understand, like, what's... What... what, what what their like prerogative is in like putting info out there and whatnot. Because like Marvel just put out like Illuminati, like high res images of the character, yeah. the, the Illuminati, but they didn't have John Krasinski. And um I forgot which I forgot which like marketing head was this. I think it's like um Asad Ayaz or yeah. who's the other guy? Dustin it was him. Dustin Sandoval or something. Like yeah. I, I saw I saw him subtweet someone. Um Telling marketing that is, legal. Yeah, marketing legal. And I'm like yeah. wondering, like, okay, does marketing want to put do they want to put John Krasinski uh as Mr. Fantastic on, on like social media, but they can't because legal doesn't want them to? Like, is there some sort of deal here with Krasinski where, okay, I'll be in your movie, but you cannot use me to market it after yeah. and before? I wonder if there's like some sort of clause there. And it's just so and, and fascinating how like Disney marketing works in general because 
some of it is dumb. Like, you know, you can't put Krasinski and you can't announce who the cast is in of of of, of uh, Ahsoka, even though they're like literally showing them in a trailer. Yep. And or, I just don't get it. And, and we used to have, and it, we used to have the days where every time a, a new Marvel project happened, the official, the official page would like three weeks into production, say like production has begun to roll on such and such. And they would announce at least like certain members of the cast. And it was funny because they did that for Echo recently. Um, yeah. And they haven't done it for a project in years that mm-hmm. I can remember. Um, but they sent out to us through PR and then they put it on the page like a thing for Echo. Um, but they don't tell you who anybody is, right? It's just all, here's the cast. And I'm telling you, like, for, for Echo, with that, the, all the cast members they announced were all Native American. I think there were six or eight characters or uh, actors announced and zero roles announced. So there aren't that there aren't six or eight Native American characters in all of Marvel Comics that could mm-hmm. show up in Echo. Like, sure, there's Forge and Danny Moonstar and all those characters, but they're not going to put those characters yeah. in in Echo, right? So, like, there's not a ha- so what's what are you holding back? Like, you could just name it. Like, this one's Echo's. Like, for sure, one's Echo's grandma. Like, so what do we? You know what? What the fuck? But the the level of secrecy that they continue to hold to when they when they see that that people get more hyped and more buzz gets generated around little bits of information, just like when we always bitch about the fact that they always let the suits be revealed in shitty set pictures instead of just giving like a great, well lit first look at some new comic suit, like right? the like the the Blue Beetle one. <laughs> it looks great, but yeah, the image looks bad. The suit looks great. The image looks bad. Right. It's it, it's just like. I mean, they're, they're not going to listen to us rail on on our podcast, so we're wasting our time. But the shit is mind-boggling that it continues to happen. Uh-huh. Uh, what do you think of Obi-Wan? I, I liked Obi-Wan just as much as I needed to because I think it there was some dumb stuff in it. For sure, like the chase scene with Leia was terrible. Like, <laughs> it was terribly shot. It's like, it's, it's um, like, dude, it's like scene on Warrior Princess level. It's so yeah, it's so bad. It's crazy. But but the care that was taken with like the rest of it, the, the I mean, all I all I wanted to see out of this was more of you and his Obi-Wan. He he just owns that character so well. And, and he even in like the little facial expressions and the subtle things, you really felt like this is something that he's been wanting to do for a long time. And he did such a great job. The the way it portrays the rest of the Star Wars universe is really sort of in line with like the original vision of it. And I, and I thought that was all fine. Um, but yeah, dude, I could just watch Obi-Wan go and, and chop meat at the, at the dig site every day. Like I, every time he's in like the, there, you know, coming to work, he always like chops some meat for himself. Is that him stealing food or is that something that's allowed for their work? <laughs> like he's definitely stealing it and he's yeah, giving because- it to his Ethiopia. Right, because he, he, I think he's always the last one to leave. So yeah. once everyone's gone, that's when he like slices a, a piece for himself. I, I've I've been very curious about as I, as I was watching the the episode. It's kind of like, is he stealing this, or are they allowed to um, do this? Because no one, no one gives him shit for it. Like no. that asshole, like who 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 threatens that other dude is kind of like, he doesn't call Obi Wan like, dude, why are you stealing meat? Right, <laughs> that guy was a douchebag. Right, yeah, and. I, I think my big takeaway from Obi Wan, like beyond like the story stuff, is just like 
the cameos that are in this, like Flea's here. Like as soon as I saw Flea, I messaged you like, "LOL, what the fuck is Flea doing in Star Wars?" Because as soon as I saw like the back of his head, I was kind of like, "Oh, that, that's like a Flea kind of head." And then he spe- he spoke. I'm kind of like, "Oh, it's fucking Flea. What the fuck is Flea doing here?" And then the other guy, the 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 the, the, the wimpy Jedi, like he he directed Uncut Gems with his brother. I was yeah. like, why, why is like Benny Safdie in fucking Star Wars? And where does he have a speaking role? And like, we also got like, um, um, we got Timur Morrison, which yeah. I, I I thought that was pretty fucking cool. That cameo was like pretty legit. Well, and that's the kind of thing that like would actually happen for sure. Right. There's a bunch of displaced clones, like homeless. Yeah. They did all this stuff for the Empire, and now they're just fucking useless because they've got stormtroopers. Now, I. I thought, like, Ewan was great, and to me, you know who I thought was the, even though he had very little screen time, but had Kumail. a good, a really good presence. Who? Kumail. Oh, he was funny, yeah. And and I thought he was fine in his role, but, like, Joel Edgerton acted the shit out of his oh, three right. minutes of time that he had. Yeah. It's, it's, like, so easy to forget that George Lucas cast Joel Edgerton in 2005. Yeah. Before he before he became a superstar, like what? A, no one knew who he was. Yeah, what a nice coincidence! What a like, well, it's so it's so serendipitous that this, this like extra he cast is not like one of the the the, the, the most handsome leading men around, and now he gets yeah. to like you know he's in Star Wars. Um, what I also liked here was like when when Obi Wan goes to like the the Blade Runner city, Dayu. I mm-hmm. thought that was like oh my god, like. I guess it's it's very feasible for Marvel to pull something like this off. Like you know how Falcon and the Winter Soldier look like they they were just like in empty alleys. Yeah. They were fighting one warehouse like the entire time. Um, like when they announced like Nova, I was kind of like, "Fuck, they're gonna do Nova? What is he gonna like hang out like in in like in Ohio? Like for that th- that's where is he gonna stay?" But yeah. now that you can see like Star Wars actually putting the time, putting putting so much money to create this like Blade Runner ish world, it's kind of like, yeah. wow looks incredible yeah and maybe like maybe deborah chow is gonna gonna direct nova right because she's she seems to have a handle on some of the space shit yeah um and i liked i like the idea of the time period it is um i'm curious like what's gonna happen with the inquisitor the grand inquisitor now that he's been stabbed and we know like from from rebels that he says there's worse things than death and we know that in the comics they've shown like these guys get tortured just like as part of their fucking job so i i can't wait to see what happens to him um i like the idea of an inquisitor who is like off like right on the edge and now maybe over the edge right like i I like that reva is so intense she wants she wants vader's favor right like that's it that's all she cares about I, th- I think every if like if you're part of that crew, that might be like, like that's the only problem. That, that, that might be the only thing you fight for, like for Vader's yeah. approval. Um, I I am sort of wondering though, like, um, with uh, what's his name with Kumail, like Kumail sort of switches sides. Like once word gets out that you know there's a bounty on Obi Wan's head, it kind of seems like he's gonna like oh let's fucking get this guy. Fuck yeah. this dude. This, this guy gave me so much shit. But then he doesn't do it. I was kind of sort of hoping that he'd be like, yeah, I know who you are. And yeah, I used to be a Jedi. And yeah. I kind of like, 
look how far I fall. I'm like I'm I'm like doing magnets now because my force doesn't work anymore. I kind of wish he got uh, a moment like that just to sort of add another layer to this character because Kumail is is pretty good here. And I honestly I thought he was yeah. gonna die. I thought Riva was gonna kill him. Yeah, it, and she, I don't know why she didn't because it right. seemed like in line with everything she would have done just to gut him right there. But yeah, she let him go. So I guess we're probably gonna get more Kumail down the road. I would think so. I mean that is sort of the the formula for how these things go. But anyway, going back to Riva, I am curious for what, like, what is her goal? Like, she wants Vader's favor, but it kind of seems like she has a bone to pick with with Obi Wan. And part of me thinks that she's probably one of the kids in the the cold open, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, the, I mean, it, it seems like it, it's the it's the whole thing that you don't show something in the beginning of something unless you're going to revisit it right right so, here. yeah so why why do we need to go back and see that which as as i'm watching the in in live real time as i'm watching i'm like why in the fuck are we seeing this again right like yeah so but then when you you meet reva and you get the idea of what's going on then you're like okay this is this is probably why we saw we revisited the the slaughter of the younglings at the temple that's yeah, that's probably what was going on there. So do you think that like she's like mad at Obi-Wan for, for abandoning her and then all her friends are dead? That kind of deal? I feel like she's just going to have resentment for, you know... Jedi in general? Well, I think Jedi in general, but like certainly at Obi-Wan. Like I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that there was some scene. Um, so Because I had to explain this to, to the kids who haven't really like watched a ton of Star Wars. Um, as we were like getting ready to watch Obi-Wan, like that Obi-Wan's super complicit in everything that happened to Anakin because he knew all the little things Anakin was doing and he kept letting him get away with it. And in some yeah. sense, in some cases, because he was doing that shit himself, right? Like he was banging Satine, he was banging <laughs> the Duchess. So like, he's not yeah. going to be like, no, Anakin, you can't have some on the side. Um, but so like, I, I feel like there's going to be something there where, where it, Reva's aware that Obi-Wan was cutting corners for Anakin and, and yeah, it's wartime and you can make all the excuses you want, but I just feel like she's going to really hold Obi-Wan accountable for Anakin, which is going to be super fucking painful for Obi-Wan. Speaking of Anakin, I'm just surprised that Reva knows who Vader is. Like, wasn't, is, isn't that like, isn't that like Sheev's, Sheev Palpatine's like best kept secret? Like, yeah, there's certainly, I, been... I got, I got into a couple arguments on Twitter about this. Like, People are like, well, only a few people know. And it's like, right. well, why can't she be one? Like, why can't she be one? Because she clearly is one. So what's the reason she can't know? Um, I would have thought that the Grand Inquisitor would know at least. He he would be like, yeah, because I'm the Grand. I'm like, the, I'm the head of the screw. I'm like, I'm, the, I'm like the head of the Knights of the uh, Knights of Ren. Mm-hmm. That would seem like you know on a need to know basis sort of thing where, um. I I imagine like I am curious what the hierarchy of the Inquisitors are like. Was she like the third sister? I wonder yeah. if that's high or like low. Um, I wonder yeah. how, how like compares, golf. right. I wonder if that comp- how how her numbering compares to like Sun Kang. I don't know what 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 his numbering is in the in the Inquisitor hierarchy, but I I am curious what that is. But I would think that yeah, like some of the. Assuming there are lower inquisitors, I would I would think that some of the lower inquisitors do not know who Vader is. Yeah, right? and I I would assume so, and I I feel like I hope at least that 
the people behind this, and it's not just Deborah Chow, right? Like it's it's Favreau, Filoni, and on the all the the heads of oh, Lucasfilm yeah. are are putting this together. That they've thought they've thought ahead, like knowing that that was going to be a question in the show. So hopefully there's some answer to it, and they don't just leave it like, oh, we don't know why she knows, or we don't know why she hates Obi Wan. Like hopefully that's part of her story that's yet to come in the next four episodes. Mm-hmm. If it's not, then I got then I think it's just bad writing. And I wish that they would start to address things like that because it's not that hard to foresee that that's going to cause a problem. Well, what do you think about Leia? That was pretty cool. She was pretty. She was she was fucking amazing. It always bothered me. I, I don't want to say always bothered me, but as I got older, it bothered me. Um, the idea that Obi Wan knew that Leia was out there, but only just hung around and took care of Luke. Hmm. Like that always kind of. That always was kind of weird to me. Like he left Luke with parents. He left Leia with parents. Why did he only need to to keep track of Luke? And I understand oh. like he wanted to train Luke as a Jedi and everything. But like, you know, it just it always bothered me. He's like, yeah, fuck off, Leia. You know, I don't care about you. So it's it's cool to me to see him drawn back in to protect her. I think that that's 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 a nice addition to Obi-Wan's story because it makes him a little bit less of a douchebag. It's because he's sexist. He just assumed that. <laughs> This this girl can't be a Jedi. She's a princess. He would he would be well aware, even though George Lucas didn't think about female Jedi when he made A New Hope. Right. In the in, in the grand scheme of things, like Obi Wan I mean, fought side by side with female Jedi. I mean, that, that sort of is like the thing, right? It's kind of like yeah, it's like the first, uh, not even the first one, but like yeah, the the son will be like you know, mm-hmm. will we'll take over the mantle of the father. I think that's sort of like the that's a like classic, you know mythological storytelling you know what i mean yeah. like the son being the heir to like the evil dad that's sort of like the thing and and yeah that's, that's pretty much it but i like how like with leia i forgot that 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 actress that actor's name but she's she's incredible like mm-hmm. oh my god like i feel bad for jake lloyd because I, i'm pretty <laughs> sure this kid is younger than jake lloyd when she's like when Jake Lee was Anakin and when this was kid is Leia, I think it's not even like it's yeah, it's light years apart. When she lays into her cousin, it's great. Oh fuck that cousin, man! That cousin was so annoying. Yeah, he's a douchebag too. And I, I, I would have, I would have like paid to see more episodes where like just Flea and and Leia just talking shit to each other. <laughs> it's so good. It, it's just Flea so good. would run out of toys of hers to crush though. Was was this like the first um, time we saw Alderaan like, up close? Mm, I, it's the first time you've seen anything other than like a shot here or there. Like when they drop Leia off at the end of Revenge of the Sith, you see the mountains and the and the house or whatever, but very oh, minimal, really? right? You see so, that? You yeah. see that? Like, I've, I've, ne- I've never seen Alderaan this up close, like I guess with a lot of people. And it's it's nice to see a super upscale, snooty, um, like... Like if Coruscant was like New York, I guess Alderaan's like Italy. You know what I mean? Like the Lake Como. It's like that's sort of the the thing here with uh with uh with Alderaan. I think that's like the the template here with Alderaan. It, it reminds me of like the the first time I saw it in I, I guess in Revenge of the Sith. I'm double checking to make sure I'm not crossing my my wavelengths up here. But yeah, you get to see like the the mountains or whatever. I was like, oh, Alderaan's like Denver. Like, <laughs> that's what, no, I, I get it. Naboo is Italy. I think that's literally what they based Naboo. Oh yeah, in. yeah. Like they with the with the lake, with the with, with the meadows and whatnot. 
But yeah, I guess it's like Colorado. It's like it's like Switzerland. Yeah, Switzerland's like the more I guess the the, the fans way of putting it. But then Coruscant, but yeah, it's like New York. Yeah, it's disgusting. Coruscant is New York. Um, but yeah, I like Obi Wan. I think it's a good it's a good start. Um, uh, certainly light years better than Boba Fett. Mm. Um, and and then the next thing coming up. Which we saw that that full Andor trailer that looks really interesting. Oh yeah, we haven't talked about the Andor trailer. Like a you very, like a, yeah, it's it. I if you would have told me before Rogue One came out that I would have had a bunch of interest in this like in this era, right before A New Hope, I would have been like, no, not gonna happen. But they're they're making that very intriguing. Um, and maybe it's just the music in the in the trailer, and maybe it's just the panic that the trailer makes you feel, but like this idea that the rebel spies are, or the empire's spies are everywhere and they're infiltrating everything and you can't trust anybody. And like this on the run kind of panicky thing is very cool. Um, and I, I guess I'm not a hundred percent sure how many years it is before rogue one happens, but I really got into that whole, um, I saw somebody on Twitter say it's like star Wars is enemy of the state. And I was like, fuck yeah, that's pretty, that's a pretty cool, description yeah, of it and that's a that's a really crazy movie that yeah that's that that is a pretty like apt description for it what i find interesting about um the Yanda trailer i saw like i saw an interview where jago luna like said or i think the producer said i forgot her name but she says like this is the first live action d plus show star wars d plus show that didn't use the volume they yeah didn't use the that's all all real places right so when they film like there's like a like it's a shot there that like some like like a like a, a group of people in like in a forest. It kind of looked like very Lord of the Ringsy. Like there were elves. That's the, that's the vibe I got. For, like yeah. almost like Willow. That's the vibe I got from some of the shots here. Again, it's like it's nice to see an aspect of the rebellion that's more mechanized and less you know mm-hmm. less about the Jedi's and whatnot. We got that in Rogue One. Um, I'm kind of bummed that. At least with the trailer, I'm sure there's, there's going to be aliens in this show, but I wish yeah. we got to see some aliens in the trailer. It, it was just a bunch of people like running through town and and, and fighting back. I mean, it's cool. I remember, it, I remember seeing like in an early thing for Andor all the different aliens like prosthetics that they had put together and okay. stuff. I remember like a huge warehouse of them. So yeah, I feel like it was just a very tight snippet of that universe, and it'll it'll widen out. I hope. Because we just talked about this. That's one of the things I hate so much about if we're going to do shit in space, why everyone has to look like a human with paint on. Right. I guess we could transition to the gore trailer. The, the gore trailer. The Thor Love. I mean, might as well be the gore trailer because that's all people are talking about. Yeah. Um, the gore Love and Thunder <laughs> trailer. Oh, what do you think about the, the Thor trailer? I thought... I, I told you this right away that that trailer might have more beautiful shots in it than the entirety of phase four so far. I mean, I think that might be an overstatement because we did get Eternals. Some cool shots with the Eternals. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think Black Widow had a particular shot. I mean, if you really want, I mean, uh, Shang-Chi pretty, had pretty cool shots. But as yeah. far as it being like a trailer, yeah, like some of the shots here are like pure trailer fucking cinematography. Mm-hmm. Like they're, 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 I'm pretty sure like Taika filmed some of these scenes just for the trailer. And just they just to put in the trailer. Like right, that like last he, scene for sure. Of Thor like flying through the air with his axe over his head. 
and it's just like the silhouette of Thor at that at that ship. Definitely, definitely, that has to be like a pure like glamour shot for the trailer. Um, I mean, obviously, like I think we're we're both like divided on gore. You're like more forgiving of gore, and while I'm not like up in arms about it, I'm sure Christian Bale is gonna be amazing. But it's just kind of like, really, it's just gonna be some dude. It's like Marilyn Manson. Yeah. It's not. It's not. The the prospect of Bale being playing gore is exciting, but the looks just not exciting. I mean, I saw like, I saw like a, a very serious post on Facebook shared by one of my like normie friends. Like, the post was like, "Oh, Christian Bale, he shaved his head and lost like a couple of pounds to play gore. What commitment?" I'm like, dude, he just shaved his head and like lost like five pounds, and yeah. he's he's playing gore. In his like native English accent, it's kind of like this is like a, a walk in the park for him. It's not the machinist. It's not like it's not Batman, right? There as white in, in white makeup. He probably just didn't want to do the prosthetics thing, which is kind of like, yeah, that's your commitment right there. He, yeah. he didn't even want to like spend like two hours in the makeup room. So I don't know. I mean, it's gonna be amazing, but it's just that meme in general just sent me. It was so dumb. I my favorite thing so far is the one where they're comparing him in the in the scene like to the to the kid with like the neck veins, right? Like you've seen that. that well, like, the, the, the kid, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's my favorite one. Uh, every time I take a shit from now on, I'm just gonna send somebody that picture, and and that's what it looks like he's doing to me. I, I I do have I do have problems with it, and I guess like I've come to the to the point where I'm just. I'm slowly getting over the MCU in terms of that. And like, I, I guess I'm just going to say that's what my comic books are for. So I can see crazy right. designs and crazy stuff come to life because it seems like the MCU is just going to just, everyone's just going to look like a human with different color paint on. And you're going to have very few, obviously rocket and Groot are, are outside of that realm, but like, it, it's very, it's very strange. Like, and I don't, I don't feel like the CGI, or the prosthetics it would take to make Bale look more like comic book gore would be that elaborate. Right. Uh, like if they can fix Sam Wilson's mask on his face where it was like a little baggy. Remember how they like VFX touch that up? Yeah, the, like if the they can fix that, I feel like they could throw some pigtails on, on Christian Bale, but. And I've seen people say like, Oh, Rosario, Rosario Dawson hates with the hates has a hard time playing a sofa because she has that, those, those, those tendrils on her head. It's kind of like, yeah, because that shit's practical. No one asked Christian Bale to wear a fucking long ass headpiece. Just CGI that shit in, and then and you know there's, there's sort of like this big divide over CGI, and it kind of like I don't care about that debate. I mean, some of it looks bad, and I'm not afraid. I'm not. I don't feel bad about calling it as it is because some of it looks bad. Like the Shield trailer yeah. looks obviously very rough, and th- that's just like the that's just how these things go. It's like you know CGI is hard to perfect, and sometimes. Marvel just wants to hit the date and you know, it sucks mm-hmm. for everyone involved. It sucks that people are getting overworked and whatnot. And that's just the nature of things here. I kind of, I, I do sometimes wish that they did the practical, the practical way of doing things, but you know, that's not, we don't have control over that. And yeah, yeah I mean, with the, with the gore thing, I'm kind of like, I'm over it at this point. Like my new beef is like fans who think um, comic book, fans that want comic accurate designs are dumb. Like that's yeah. sort of that sort of like chaps my ass right now. That that's the super annoying thing where when they're like, shut up nerd. Christian Bay looks great. 
fucking yeah. comic gore stocks anyway. I'm kind of like, dude, you probably haven't even read the the comic. And I, I was talking about it with someone with someone like last week that part of the experience of reading that first that Marvel now Jason Aaron Thorun was figuring out who this god killer was. Yeah. Who who was this person slaying gods? And then you find out it's not a person. Because when you think god killer, you think like, you know, like um the curse, like, you know, like uh Algrim. Yeah. The, the, the Walt Simonson design of Algrim, curse, when you look at him, oh, okay, this guy's a god killer. And that was sort of the, the kind of character I imagined in my head. So when Jason Aaron reveals it to be like a fucking snake person, I was kind of like, bro, what the fuck is this? Why yep. is a creature slaying gods? And why does this creature have a sword? And that was like part of the magic of the the Aaron run, the the Assad Ribic like design. I fucking mm-hmm. love it. And people think it's goofy. I think it's amazing. Well, it just it just carries on a like a frustrating trend of Marvel taking and it's weird that it's Taika doing it because like in, in the next sentence you'll understand what I'm where my mind is here, but like it, it, they're taking away some of the best parts of the comic book. So like you adapt Eternals and I, and I had a, a friend point this out to me as part of our conversation earlier this week, you adapt Eternals and then you take away everything Kirby about the Eternals. Right. And you put them in like the dullest, most boring outfits. Taika put all that Kirby stuff into Thor Ragnarok. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but what are we doing? Like as, as Marvel studios goes forward, if everything they adapt from the comic books, they take away the parts of it that made it stand out. And so, like, you're right. Gore's look made him stand out in the comics. Like, and, and sure, I get, I, I'm on the side that, like, as long as this story is good and and I'm interested, I'm going to get over the way he looks. Because it's not like I'm going to look at him every single day for the rest of my life. Uh-huh. Like, I'm going to remember, I'm going to remember the story, right? And I'm eventually going to forget that he looked like shit. But, like, with the Eternals, the movie was boring. It was hard to watch. And they look like shit. And, and like, right. so I would have been much happier if the movie was boring and hard to watch, but they looked awesome, right? Like they looked just like they popped right out of a Kirby drawing. And I'm not saying tell Kirby's story because even Kirby tried to perfect his own story later on. I'm saying like, at least give him the fucking look. Right. And, and here we are again. Like, and I hope that that doesn't continue. Like, are we going to get a Nova series where he really wears the same mall out mall cop outfit as those Fox and guardians of the galaxy? Like, if that's what we're doing, what? Why even call these characters by these names anymore? Like, why not just call Christian characters, Christian Pale's character, Bill the God Butcher? Right, and I think it's like it, it goes hand in hand with like my complaint about Malekith, right? Like, Malekith in the movie doesn't look bad. It it just doesn't look like the character in the comics, and right, and it. This is not me saying that everything has to be comic accurate, like. I don't even care that they change the story. Um, like my, my, I guess my, me being slavish to the comics has to do with aesthetic mostly. Like, yeah. I, I don't care if, if, you know, if Tony Stark created Ultron and not Hank Pym, like, I don't give a fuck. Like it's right. I, I've like, I think more than you, I think I, I have a softer sp- spot for the ultimate run because I've, I, it's so fascinating to see how they, switch things up in and the ultimate run like fucking cable is like wolverine from the future that's so dumb but it's so crazy how they change that and I, I don't have a problem with them changing it even though it's so dumb but that's so that's so that's sort of how i felt with the mcu and 
I just want these characters to look like they're, they're uh, the comics because the MCU has slowly leaned into that for Phase Four. Like I mean, even just the craziness of the, the the Marvel universe. Like we have a sorcerer who's a cow. We have yeah. there's literally a, a, a god who's who's a crocodile and a hippo and 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 and, and a talking skeleton bird. And I I just can't imagine why I can't understand why. Christian Bale that looks like Voldemort is like a step too far. Well, and it's not even consistent within the film. Like they went to great lengths to make sure that Jane's mighty Thor outfit looked amazing. Exactly. Like it was pulled right off a page and then to take Christian Bale and give him some yellow contacts. Like, and, and my complaint has to do with that as well. Like I've seen fans say like, Oh my God, Moon Knight looks amazing. Jane. So perfect. Looks exactly like the comics. And then they, they'd say like, Oh, you're a nerd for wanting, Gore to look like the comic. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? It's like I don't know why you're unhappy. At least you got Daredevil in his black pajamas. Oh, I hate that. I, I, That's I the most comic accurate thing ever. It, it kind of is, but it also looks like garbage, and I hate it. And yeah, I it, going back to the trailer. I am curious why there's like a black and white fight scene. That yeah. is very fascinating for me. I'm guessing that's like the all black necro sword dimension some shit it it certainly seems like it's taking place within something other than like within a new dimension or some sort of like pocket dimension or something that that was fascinating as is the place where jane ends up with all those busts like what the fuck is that place oh the with the the watcher and and living tribunal i've seen people say like what if that's like gore's like you know throne room that's why i said what if that's like a trophy room for him it could be right. That would be crazy. I, I I want it to be more like what's the 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 place where they fuck? I can't now. I've just completely. I just had this in my head a second ago. What's the guy in in Aaron's run that that, that ends up making the bomb? Oh, the dwarf. No, the guy that the bomb. Oh, he's okay. like another alien. The god bomb. Yeah, what's that guy's name? I didn't even know he had a name. <laughs> oh, he was he was in the run for a while. I can't I think of his name. We're gonna have to heavily it. edit this. That's fine. I'll keep it all in. This is <laughs> people will like this. Us like googling shit. I don't. I don't remember the character from the Jason Aaron run. I remember the dwarf who, who creates bombs, right? Like, wasn't part of the Thor's part uh, team like uh, like the the dwarf who like you know like a, he's like the demolition man. You're, are you thinking of like the the league that they go on? Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they're Shadrach. That's the guy's name that I'm thinking of. Oh, Shadrach Thor. Oh, this dude, Shadrach. He even looks like Gore. What the fuck? Yeah, we're not I'm getting. Just wondering, character. like, what if this is because where do they? Doesn't he meet him at like the? The, the Hall of the All-Knowing or whatever. Isn't that where the, they run into him? Yeah, the library. Yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering if what, if it's someplace like that or it's some like where Jane goes right. or if it's someplace like, I don't know, like they go to they go to Olympus, which is like where all the Greek gods live. What if this place where she lands is a place where all the cosmic entities meet and hang out? Like, I, And that's just like cool. that. That's where that is. And it, it looks scary in the trailer because it's dark and she comes flashing in a lightning bolt but what if it's actually like a place where she goes to find out about gore or to find out like 
who else has been killed or something like that. Oh, what do you think about Gore having like just a sword and not like all black? Because I think they gave all black to fucking hell, like the that sort of power, the visual yeah. like, power trait. Yeah. I I mean the sword's obviously going to have some sort of powers, and it's very easy for them to hide it in the trailer, right? Yeah. Like they can just make it look like a plain old sword. Um, like I really don't feel like he's just a skinny dude. If he's just wandering around a skinny dude with a regular piece of steel, he's not going to be killing all those people. So you know he's got like that whatever he walks through that weird like viney symbiote yeah garden whatever that's fucking creepy there there's definitely a lot of stuff that we're not that that they're hiding in the trailer or vfx have removed from the trailer including whatever is really going on with that sword i wonder if that garden is like isn't there a scene where um in the trailer where like christian b looks like himself the most where it's just like him yeah. and makeup. i'm guessing like that's sort of the origin thing but he's in a garden there i wonder if like that's his base then it looked like like, yeah. this, like this lush garden of eden but by the end it's just like fucking black and white yeah just sh- like as he as he goes further and further and, and and is corrupted more and more so is the place where he gets draws his power perhaps or something some, yeah, you some, definitely some... see you definitely see gore before the mission right like that's that scene where he's got just like the paint on his forehead and he's very much just like who he who he was not who, not who he becomes so i think like you're gonna get some some of gore's origin i don't think you'll get you don't have time for it to be as well developed as it is in the comics but you're definitely gonna see like a before and after of gore you know what's absolutely fucking amazing about the 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 trailer there's a scene there where jane throws the hammer and like shatters into multiple pieces yeah and the little fucking... pieces and they go back to the, 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 the reform again. Like, oh my God, what a great, what a great idea and how to use that hammer, the design. Yep. I, and it, it's really, they, they kind of make it as part of a joke where she has, you know, Mjolnir goes to her instead of to Thor. But like in that scene, it, it gives you an idea of how many cool things that hammer will be capable of doing now other than just getting thrown and coming back. You know, that's what I sort of miss. Uh, that's been missing for the MC for me as far as Thor goes. There is so much to the Mjolnir mythology in the comics. They've changed so much. Um, what like was it the most recent thing is that Odin created that to sort of you know tame like a, a storm. Yeah, the storm was in the hammer. Yeah, and he put, he put the storm in the hammer. Like wasn't like the, yeah. the that was the most recent thing. And I think before siege or during siege, I think it got shattered as well. Mm-hmm. And then Thor asks Doctor Strange to fix it, and yep. for 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 Strange to fix it, like Strange like Strange into the, into the thing, and then if Thor would if, if the hammer would get destroyed once more, Thor would die. That was pretty fucking dope. Well, in Kate's in Kate's is right now, Odin's inside the hammer. What? That's weird. But yeah, it's Kate so. Yeah, any any kind of weird shit goes. Right. But yeah, I mean, the, the Thor trailer. I think it's good. I think it's it's fun. Um, I like I like seeing the crew around again. Um, but yeah, the, just the overall the overall chemistry. It kind of seems like also that they have chemistry now. Um, Chris Central and Ali Portman. Yeah, and I think it's just because they're just willing to be sillier. Um, yes. That is that that goes a long way because back in Thor two and Thor one they like they were just so fucking serious. Yeah, there was like letting Hemsworth 
obviously they're actors and they should be able to act, but letting Hemsworth be himself a little bit more and be a little yeah. looser and funnier has definitely helped his portrayal of the character. Um, and people get pissed about that. But that's one place where I'm fine with like the character changes like we talked about. I think I think that's a great character change for the way they're portraying the way they have Thor in the MCU now. Like mm-hmm. adapting the story, I think is cool. We've talked before about like how the War of the Realms would be cool, but I don't need these stories to be pulled right off the page of the comic book. That's fine, but like um, some of the, I guess it's just a it it's the point where it's so far into it, you get to the point where everyone's gonna have a chip on their shoulder about something, right? And everyone's gonna have stuff they like and stuff they don't like. Yeah, and I think I told you this like yesterday or like just a few days ago. Like as as the MC was progressed, I'm kind of like more willing to like shit on it without feeling bad. Yeah, and it's kind of like yeah, I don't care. I, I I love the MCU, but I'm also not gonna like fucking you know simp for it. I mean, I am simping for it, but also it's like if it's bad, I'm gonna say it's bad, and I don't really I don't yeah. care. And no, I think, and I, Gore, think... I think Gore sucks. Like you know what I mean? I think the look sucks. It's shitty. And I think on our end, like I don't, I know that like the perception of of a portion of people who follow us is that we just somehow that Marvel pays us to say the stuff that we say about Marvel. But like oh. I feel like in both of our cases, we openly shit on stuff. Like I, I'm super critical of of James Gunn's choices with the characters. Um, I mean, I just got done talking about how hard it is to even watch Eternals, right? Like I don't, I don't think that that that's the case at all. I think like for me, I talk a lot more about the things I like than the things I don't like. And that might come off as like, Oh, I like everything. But I I think I just tend to focus more on uh, these are the things that are cool about this project um, and and shit on it. Maybe less than I could, but um, yeah, certainly like there's all, there are all kinds of things that are coming up um or things that i have just happened that i'm like man i wasn't that wasn't really for me but i also understand that the whole mcu isn't made for me so that's okay mm-hmm. uh i guess before we go to the q a thing let's talk about our miss marvel reactions for a bit um we saw two episodes i love the, the the two episodes it's very very quirky um the way it's filmed and edited is so um yeah. almost like scott pilgrimy edgar wright it's very yeah. You know, animations pop up there. It's I, I hate saying this dumb thing about the MCU, how, how it's like unlike anything we've seen so far. But I think the way they approach the the, the visual energy of the show is mm-hmm. pretty fucking fun and unique. I think yeah, I, I I said in my in my in my reaction that I think every room looks fucking bright. Like when they're hanging out on the rooftop, it's like it's so ridiculously bright. It looks like a CW set, but everything looks amazing. Yeah, there's that one. The one scene really captures it for me, like the the fact that they're trying to be innovative. And I said this in my in my reaction that it's they're trying to make it like a comic book actually come to life. And so you think about the scene where uh, Kamala and Bruno are riding their bikes, and she's right. talking about the flair she can add. And, and and you look across the buildings in the background, and there's all that really cool animation. I thought that was really awesome. That's so cool. Uh, and I and I know watching it with my kids, they thought that that was really really cool. So and it's um, and it's it's captured from the side, so it's like they're it's like a comic book panel where it's from the side. It's yeah. pretty amazing. Yep, it's like they only can go in two dimensions. It's so good. It, yeah, it, it was really really cool. Um, I I really liked the first episode. I, I mentioned that on Twitter that it kind of caught me off guard. 
by how much I liked it. And a lot of it is the energy of Amon Vellani, who's fantastic. Her family is, is awesome, right? Like they're like her brother and her mom and dad are so, so great. Um, they, any scene that has those people in it is, is funny, but it's sweet and it's charming. And they go through all those kind of emotions that you would have raising a teenage kid and the emotions the teenage kid would have. I think all that shit is great. Um, I, I think episode two is really fun. It's really good, but it also dives into the territory. That's like, I, I I knew ahead of time, I wouldn't be thrilled about, which is like, Oh, this is like, this was my friend. Now I like this girl. Now she likes a different boy. All that sort of teen drama stuff loses me in terms of interest there. But remember, this show's not made for for a forty five year old man, right? Like there, that that stuff that kids, that teens that watch this are going to eat up. And so I think it's great. Right. I think the show's still great. But that, like, as I could find myself, like as I'm watching that stuff, I'm like looking at my phone and trying to find something else to to keep me interested for the five minutes I have to watch Bruno pout because Kamala likes somebody else. Right. I mean, speaking of the parents, I think I thought I would hate the parents just because it sort of sets up like their parents are so cons- her parents are so conservative and yeah. whatnot. They don't like her to do this these things. But like by the second episode, I'm kind of like, oh wow, the mom's actually pretty fucking cool. She's awesome. Like she is like conservative and all, but she's also like, you know, like normally like there's I mean I don't want to get into like spoilers, but there's like a scene like normally. There's 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 a, there's a a beat here where normally a parent would like fucking ground them to death. Where like you can't yeah. do this. Give me your phone. You can't go out. You know, no internet shit like that. And she's like, yeah, okay, just to fucking do it again. And yeah. that's pretty cool. I, I like that. And it's it's just it's just so heartwarming here. I said that. I I mean I'm, I'm writing the review right now. I mentioned in the review that it's the closest thing. The, the, the Miss Marvel comic from 2014 or whenever that came out, that's the closest thing that a Marvel origin story has captured, like the Amazing Fantasy 15, you know, yeah. Ditko, Stanley run of Spider-Man. That It's the closest thing, you know, Marvel will ever get to that magic again, and it captures it here as well. And I said that, you know, we're probably never going to get a Peter Parker origin until freshman year, and I'm not even sure yeah. we're going to get it there. But here is like, Episode one of Miss Marvel is like, that's the Spider-Man origin that we never got. Yep. No, it's it it's really good and it's enjoyable. I think people are gonna find themselves enjoying yeah. it. Um, and even though some people are already have already determined that it's not a good show, I think people are people who are open-minded and and looking forward to it are really gonna like what they see. And funnily enough, like. When I was after watching the second episode, I'm kind of like, "Wow, are we really gonna get six episodes of this? This should be like a ten episode season." Yeah, it was just actually to, pacing wasn't a huge issue on this one. Just, just the way you know, it's sort of designed like it's a it's a teen drama. Yeah, lots of cool drama. I would watch like ten episodes of this, and I kind of hate it. maybe because I just watched Turning Red, and you know, it's it, it's so much of that vibe. But I would like to see just like you know high school shenanigans as a superhero. Yeah. It's so I, perfect. I think they'll learn eventually. I, I get, I get frustrated because they think they, I don't understand why they hold themselves to six or nine or forty-five or fifty-two. Like 
they, it's their fucking streaming service. If they want to make 17 episodes, they can. If they want to make five, they can, right? Like, I, and I understand that with the six things, they want to do like part one, part two, or act one, act two, act three. But I, I actually feel like they'd be better off moving away from that and yeah. stop treating them like movies, right? Joe and I have had this conversation. So I have bad news. I have, uh, I have only 15% left on my battery on my laptop, and I'm nowhere near my charger. So we should probably... Yeah, we should probably wrap. What's the uh, the the, the Q and A? Hit these questions. Yeah, we only have we have multiple questions. We had three people submit. Uh, the first the first couple are from Leo. It says hi, Charles and Charles. Hope all is well for both of you. I have a couple of quick questions. The entitled Marvel Halloween special is deep into production, and yet Marvel hasn't even acknowledged its existence. Are you anticipating they'll announce it at an event like Comic Con or D twenty three, or make it a surprise release? Uh, any idea what the name of the special will be? I, I don't think they're going to try to make anything a surprise release. I don't feel like that's in their yeah, in not. their wheelhouse. So, yeah, I mean, given that that Comic Con is like in in September this year, and or sorry, that D twenty three is in September this year, I feel like Comic Con is is probably a great place for it. And no, I have no idea what the name of the special will be. And I've asked several people who actually should know, and they don't know either. So, uh, but yeah, I don't feel like a surprise release is really in the works. I don't even know why it's not Werewolf by Night. It's probably one of the best right. comic book titles ever. We talked about this. I feel like last time we recorded, had the same conversation. Yeah, it's 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 such a it's such a an unbeatable title, Werewolf by Night. Like fuck, let's use yes, that. It, it should just be. It should be what it is. Yeah. Um. And the next the next question from Leo. Any info on Terrigen and the possible role to play in Miss Marvel? Some rumors are circling that our bracelets will not be in play by the show's ends. Unfortunately. Leo, um, you asked this question after we are now under embargo for Miss Marvel, yeah, so we're not able to answer anything about Miss Marvel at the time. Uh, we got some questions from Everyone Loves a Good Story. It says, hey, judge and jury, it's been a while. Again, congratulations on the new addition to the family. Uh, first question, have you heard any verifiable information confirming or dispelling the rumors that Herc is in Thor Love and Thunder? If so, what can you say? Uh, no, I, I have not heard anything one way or the other about Herc, even though that's another question I asked some people who I think should know. Um, I do know there's some pretty wild cameo stuff going on. Um, but I could never pin down if he's one of those. Mm -hmm. It would make sense that he'd be there though. Yeah. I mean, why not? Right. Yeah. Why not? He, I mean, if we're going to Olympus, uh, Herc should be part of right. what we end up getting as a result. Mm -hmm, yeah. Uh, do you categorize your new polls by publisher or in a different manner? Uh, I guess like as they're stacked up where I'm not reading them, I stack up like my Marvel ones. And actually, like for me, I have like my my X Men books and my Mar and my main Marvel books stacked up. And then there are certain series from Marvel that like like the Marvels that I'm waiting until I collect the whole thing, or like if I know they're six, they're just like a limited six. Uh, issue run i wait till i get all six so those are in a different place and then i have like my image comics stacked up and like the same thing with my dc comics i have like my dc batman related my dc superman related and then like justice league stuff uh, kind of uh, on different places so i guess that's how i do it yeah despite reading comics for like 20 plus years i have never participated in any pull list i just I, i'm, I'm yeah. really more of a trades guy my dad had a pull list which is why we have a stack of fucking comics that he doesn't read anymore. So, yeah, I don't have a pull list. Sorry. Uh, and the last one from Everyone Loves a Good Story is, 
Uh, what are your current top three runs since 2020 that you want adapted to movies and your all-time top three runs that you want adapted to a streaming series? God, since 2020? I don't even know what's like a story from 2020. What's a what's an arc from 2020? Well, like for... I, I mean, I would have to lead off with... Oh, like run? Um, run? With like the X with Hickman's X-Men up, up into X of Swords. Um, and I think the whole idea of... Krakoa and Arako um, in that deep history between the two is the part that probably could make the, the most of an impact on uh, the MCU. Um, if, if it's runs, I definitely want to see the Ali Wing uh, Immortal Hulk. I don't know how, this fucking, how that's going to work. I feel like that should work. That's 2020, right? That, that's still sort of a... That's a yeah, it would have been out in 2020. Right? For sure. Um, and all-time runs, I would like to see... Oof. I would like to see maybe some of that Frank Whiteley, um, Grant Morrison early X Men run, maybe with the Cassandra Nova. That sounds fun. I I would love to see some of the, the Grant Morrison stuff eventually. I think it's kind of um, it's too much for people. It, it it is like it's 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 similar to what Hickman does in that um, you can't just make a straight adaptation of it. Yeah. But man, some of it would look good. You know what I, I will say, like a, a real recent one that I've enjoyed a lot is what Kieran Gillen has done with the Eternals. And it's too bad that he did this after they already got into making a movie, because what he's done with the Eternals in his comic book would have made the best Eternals movie. Like he has really kind of reinvented them and wrapped his head around what they are and what the what the deviants are. And one of the things I hated the most about Eternals is what they did with the deviants. Um, so so that, I guess, would would have to fall in there um i know and i guess um i don't know i'm i'm kind of all over the place i know i know some of my some of my indie comics that i've been reading like i know newburn's getting a show the department of truth is getting a show uh scott snyder's noctera which i really enjoy is going to be developed into something so i think all those things are already like in the works and i couldn't really ask for anything more than that um I guess I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure beyond that, like what to what to do or what to what to go with, because a lot of the stuff that I'm excited about is already kind of on the way. Mm-hmm. All right. But thanks. Um, last one. Uh, hey, guys, hope all is well with the introduction of not Atlantis in Black Panther 2 and the upcoming Wakanda and Okoye projects, which Atlantean or Wakandan characters would you like to see introduced? Um, I mean, for me almost all of the really cool characters that I want to see from Atlantis are going to be adapted into uh, Wakanda forever. So yeah. getting a tumor, um, right? a tumor. Yeah. Like a tumor is going to be there and I'm sure that we'll find other characters um, that just get named, but don't really have big roles. Right. They'll be like, Oh, this, you watch the credits be like, Oh, that was that person, you know? So I guess that's going to happen. Um, I guess if I had one Wakandan character, that I that I really would like to see uh, make his way into into the comics, but I don't think is ever going to happen because they kind of handed off the the whole White Wolf thing to Bucky is is yeah. Hunter. Um, I, I really like I really like that character. I like the idea um, of of how he had to you know what happened to him and, and how he came up uh, in in Wakanda. 
they just brought him back in the in the new Captain America uh, and Sam Wilson Captain America book, and and that was pretty cool. Like he's he's definitely in a in a little different place now. So um, other than that, like you're getting uh, you're getting some some pretty cool characters in Wakanda Forever, right? So yeah, um, you're getting the midnight angels in, in Wakanda forever. So I, I guess that would be one that would be on my list, but they're, they're there. So I think they're right. doing a good job of picking those characters up. Yeah. All right. That's it. That does all the questions. Ooh. All right. We'll wrap it up. All right, guys, thank you for all the great questions and thank you for joining us again this week. It was fun to get back on here and, and do a little bit more of an extended podcast. I don't know where we just recorded for like an hour, um, which we have not done in, in, like we said before, in months. So In years? Uh, an hour podcast? No. <laughs> yeah, it's Dream. been a while. Since 2020. It's been, it's been some time. So we thank you so much for your support, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye.